something that you Love Talk Radio. Uh, good evening. Welcome to the Cricket Show. Waiting to join Mason and Guest. But let's celebrate the West Indies in the meantime. Country gets into full. As you know, the West Indies have won the 20 series against Australia, winning the first three matches. With two to go, they have an unassailable three match win over the guys from down under. And they split it. Check a fight from the earth. But down here, we will be coming. We will be coming back to fire. To lose a we are waiting to join Nathan there. Invite you to be with us each and every Sunday evening from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. When you'll hear pure cricket sport. Pure cricket sport. We so called one five and five six oh five. Nine five zero. That number again is one five one five. Six oh five nine eight five zero. We can simply log in on the internet. Blogtalkradio.com forward slash web page again is www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash we're on the air for the past 10 years going on 11 in August 6th we trust that you folks will enjoy each and every episode that you have to see and hope that you'll be able to join us this time this thing show lined up for you you not miss it you can call in to talk with the panelists or the host. You can express yourself to that medium. Or if you wish to be a guest in our story, listen to the music as you wait to join the Are we back? Okay. One forever. 
Can you take the water? Can you the water to charge? Oh, Jesus, we're going to be speaking on the rallying around the country. We know God's work. We deserve it. We're showing us. Material to do it. Winning against an awesome fight. Not easy. Just taking them to the table. Listen to David Leona. Tell the God. You're going to win some? They may lose many, but they win the one that counts. That's the one. We're going to keep talking, talking, talking. As I said before, we are waiting to join Mason and Guest around about 6.18. Until then, we'll play you some music, some music to let you know that we are on a winning streak. Can we continue? I believe we can. But even though we don't win, we will be winning series in the T20 versus the mighty Aussies, though they are short of some. So we're going to be talking. So I'm going to play the troubadour, how they say that. Talk.
Doors. They call that one talk. We shan't forget the ladies, Westerners ladies. They too are on their a winning streak, having defeated the Pakistani ladies three matches to zip. But the A side was not that fortunate. They went under. Well, they went under two zip. That was the last score I had. Hopefully, they can save one. But we. To give you all the details later, as we wait for Mason and guests, we're going to bring you some music, some music for your entertainment. Caribbean Gypsy by a band out of Haiti. As you remember, the Haiti people, as they lost a president, suicide of their president, and it was such an awesome, awful, awful situation for, for them to withhold or withstand. Never cease to have problems in Haiti. Nevertheless, we just try to cheer up our brothers and sisters over there. Soon and very soon, they'll be back on their feet again. Let's hear from Strings, a band out of Haiti. 
yeah, it's, if it's nice, you play twice. That's what they say. Now I'm just going to do just that, play it again. And that is Brazil by... No, let's talk about Brazil, rather. Let's do Brazil by Foster Papiti. Foster Papiti, Brazil. Great information again. In fact, he's been heavily criticized with a lot of justification, but he came very good last night and he was brilliant. He was absolutely superb. And the West Indies romped to victory against Australia. And I would imagine from Kingston, Jamaica, right through uh, to Bridgetown, Barbados, they're celebrating the work of art. And I suppose like Big Yeri Renard go home to the morning come in celebration. It was a wonderful performance by the West Indies side, and tonight we're going to hail the West Indies team from near and from far. I'm Andrew Mason, and from now on till 8 o'clock, of course, Eastern Caribbean time, 7 o'clock in Jamaica, we shall be looking at the West Indies, a wonderful performance against the Australians, and without any further ado, let me say hello to my course, Dr. Andrew Ford, we've already got a line, uh, fellow Alfonso Wallace, who is there in his study, course, um, he, he won't represent me in any, in, in any hurry, uh, fellow, but it's good to see that you are online already. So let's say hello to uh, my course, Dr. Ford. Doctor, how are you this evening? Hi, Andrew, and hello. Um, and the listeners, I'm, I'm doing fine. It's great that we have some, some good news and can look at the, the positives in the West Indian T20 game. 
and to see the, the senior players contributing to uh, the victories in the, in the last three games and, and also to see Hayden Walsh uh, do very well. He's got eight wickets and looking very confident and maybe one of the missing links I talked about uh, last week. Uh, still, still looking for the, the linchpin batsman, but at least things are looking better than they did a week ago. Yes. Philo, uh, how are you, my friend? Your smile is as broad as Kingston, Jamaica. Hi, Angel. Good evening to you. Good evening to the board and your listeners. Uh, Barbados have to be very careful, Angel, with COVID. Mm. Another lockdown, Philo. Another lockdown, Philo. <laughs> are you locked down in the mother country, Philo? Are you locked down over yet. there? Uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson on the 19th of July is going to release this country to the world. <laughs> oh my God. You don't have to wear a mask. You have to only wear a mask uh, on public transport, which is the buses and obviously the train. And maybe a taxi as well. But other than that, you have to be just at uh, Wimbledon, where my, 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 the guy who I support, uh, Djokovic, yes. who I think is a lawn tennis fan, this one. Uh, they had about 17,000 people at the final. 17,000? <laughs> I thought it was only oh, yeah, 18, Philo. Even at, even at, <laughs> uh, 18, 000, even, yeah. at even at the, the Euro 2020 final at Wembley Stadium, no more. No more. Mm. Uh, it, you know, it, it's a little ticklish here. I, I wear my mask. I'll be, I'll be the clown that wears the mask because you need to be very careful. So I just want to say uh, to be careful to Barbados and, and you know all those people out there who are, who are on the front line. Don't, don't take it for granted and get the Barbados to understand that COVID is, is still there. You know, and, and I just want to say congrats to, to the West Indies women's team, Andrew, for winning that series against uh, Pakistan. First time they've won a series in a long time. Congrats to, to uh, uh, Coach Walsh and his charges. Uh, and Stephanie Taylor as well. And congrats yesterday to Haley Matthews. But obviously, the big talk is, is the West Indies senior team. Before Captain Pollard, uh, I believe he's injured. Uh, being led for the first time by, by Nicholas Foran. And one would say it's three love. Uh, he won three games. And, and to think Australia 3 0 in a five in a five series, in a five game T twenty series, I, I I think it's good for him as a captain. It's good for West Indies. And obviously this is our strongest format. And the players obviously when you listen to them and read about what they're saying, they seem to be have to have that cohesive unit. And they're playing for one common goal that is obviously to get to the World Cup and do well. And they're playing, and let's hope it can continue. All right, let's go to Jamaica. I think quite appropriately, we're going to go to the land of wood and water, the country, of course, of Aki and Saltfish. And it's also the country of Wayne Lewis, who I understand is going to be a candidate in the next election. By the way, his party um, not doing very well in recent times. Um, but um, hello, how's my good friend there? What an introduction to you, Mr. Lewis. How are you, my friend? Hey, Andrew, it's a very good evening to you. Good evening to all your guests, your panelists, your listeners. I heard it's now 12 million keep increasing. So, congratulations on the growing of your show. I am well. I don't know what party I'm affiliated to, but it's the same I see. All right, now, um, first of all, Wayne Lewis, the former Jamaica um, batsman, and of course, the, uh, the, 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 the big boy, uh, the big boy, the second of Weeper. And first of all, for, as a Jamaican, what is the reaction to Christopher Henry Gale's performance in Jamaica? Can you tell me, Wayne? Well, I mean, you know, Jamaicans like winners, right? They don't like when you keep failing. So, therefore, there were a lot of concerns about his position in the team and, you know, why he's still playing at soon to be 42. And they were very, 
concerned about that. However, after what he did last night, the entire situation has changed somewhat. Of course, they were quite delighted with the innings that he played. And all of a sudden, they are quite fine again. It's great to see Chris in the team and West Indies looking good. So, you know, it's, it's like you're, good at, you're as good as your last performance. And on that basis, everybody's quite happy. So, uh, the call-in programs, of course, and KLS Radio there and, and IRIE FM, they're, uh, of course, hailing this work of heart, I would imagine. I, it would be unfair for me to give an opinion on that because I've not been listening to any of those stations. I've been very busy all day with Reaper work and so on, you know. Mm. I've not been able to, you know, have that type of time to listen to those programs. But, you know, talking to my friends and, of course, people send me stuff, you know, it's all positive since, you know, his performance last night. So I am also very happy for it. Just before we go to fellow Wallace, um, there were many people who said that, look, Christopher Gale, if he continues to fail, they're not going to take him to the World Cup. In fact, only last week in this program, we had uh, Tony Gray and Sir Curly Ambrose saying, look, look, Mr. Gale, you've got to come good. Do you think he's done enough uh, to book his ticket to the World Cup? Is that a question for me? It is, indeed. It is for you. Well, considering that I'm not a selector, and I started giving you my honest opinion, I personally think that it's almost a music point now to, to really go into that. I think that, you know, I can't imagine that the selectors would have had him at this stage with no plans of taking him to the World Cup. And after the way he performed last night, I figure that it's a done deal. And I think that you have talked about so many intangibles that he offers the team in terms of mm-hmm. mentoring and, you know, and you know, encouraging the youngsters. And they have the captain of the batting unit and he's trying to the positive that apparently he's a healthy um, dressing room to talk about the unity and togetherness of the team is a good thing. And therefore, I don't know that we, should, we need to even venture in that era. Because once he's performing, mm-hmm. and if he performs the way he did last night, we know that he's, he's more than an X-factor, even though he's going on part two. Because if he performs well or he's on song or he's in a purple patch during the World Cup, we know he can win a number of games for us. And I personally am on record in 2019 when I thought that he should have retired then to start building again for the next World Cup. You know, a number of the other countries, they have seen a player retired after the World Cup in England in 2019. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the right thing to do because we need to get the youngsters in and build their capacity so that West City can benefit for a longer period. Mm-hmm. Everybody around, and he has now scored the second half century. Interesting that his first, his half century before this one was actually in 2016. That's mm-hmm. a nice Five years. Right, that's a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. However, it was such a surprising and exciting not last night. And we, we missed that. And we want to see more of that. But since he's in the team, and I just no doubt that he's going to the World Cup, I don't know that we need to even discuss that point mm-hmm. because he's going to be going to the World Cup. And I think we should, you know, like doing and being as more positive and encourage him more and mm-hmm. just ensure that he performs well for us because we'd love to win the World Cup for a third time. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, we can quote you. Um, saying that you have Christopher Henry Gale in your sight for the World Cup. Can we quote you on that? Make primetime sports tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock? I'm sure you have that opinion as well, um, um, Andrew. I no, I, I, no, I, no, no, I don't. I, I, think, I, th- I think Christopher Gale's um, going to the World Cup is risky. You think it's risky? I think it is, based on the fact why that why Gale... So? Well, Gale is on the decline, and Gale at the international level hasn't done a great deal. I mean, I'd love to. I, 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 if he if he goes to the World Cup and he does very well, I'd be quite happy. I mean, I, I celebrated his work of art, but the reality is that when you look at the stats playing for the West Indies, um, you know, I'm not sure. But to be fair, though, um, Andrew, he has not been playing consistently since 2016 when I thought about mm. the last time. Well, they after. come back for uh, they come back for world tournaments, don't they? Yeah, but he hasn't been playing 
Mm. And I say we need to be balanced and fair mm. in our comments. I am mm. personally, as I said, I'm on record to say that he should have retired in 2019. Yep. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he has stayed on and the fact that at this 11th hour he's still featured in the squad mm-hmm. and he's playing, yes, he looked really out of sorts in the first two games. But last night he looked good and he decided mm. that he was going to change his temper. And he really looked good. And he he looked good. Mm. I was happy. Let's hope he can do more of that. And therefore, if he does that, mm-hmm. I'm sure West Indies will have a great chance of winning the world. Well, well I, I, I always like to see Christopher Henry Gale perform. He's, a, he, you know, he's such an influence. There's no question about that. But of course, in the interest of balance, I thought it was important to, to raise that stat as well, which is not inspiring the greatness of confidence. Stay with us, of course, Wayne Lewis. I know you're celebrating there. Let's go to Philo Wallace. Philo, how do you weight the performance of Christopher Gale? And why do you think Australia lost? Talk to me, Philo. Well, obviously, uh, Andrew, when you look at Christopher Henry Gale, I, along with you, I said two years ago, he stopped playing at the international level. And as you rightly said, it's, it's, it's sacked, a very, a very average. But last night, obviously, he's, 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 he's until there and, and he showed his worth, what he can still do. Uh, 41 years old, looking to go to a World Cup in, in, in Abu Dhabi and, and UAE, where it's going to be hot. He has to be, he has to be on top of his game. Mm. I, I think that when you look at uh, this Australian bowling attack, uh, minus Pat Cummings, who's the, who's the leader of their, their bowling attack, and some of the other senior players, uh, this attack is not as potent as, as we expect. And, and he, he batted well, and he, he brought the ship home, and, and we will hope that we can see more innings of, of this caliber uh, for Chris Gale. He's obviously now the number three a batsman in the West Indies batting lineup, no longer go to open. Uh, so that is obviously food for thought. So his whole mindset and, and approach uh, seems to be different. But I, I, I think that what the selectors are doing, these are the fellas that they're going to be thinking seriously to take uh, to that World Cup to represent West Indies. There's also another guy that the captain spoke about, uh, Narang as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of a lot of connotations and, and, and stuff still to be to be had. But these guys that they're playing now, I think that these are going to be the nucleus of those guys that they're going to be selected for the World Cup. I thought Australia lost the T20 game again. Like the other two games, they're not really thinking. They want to match this for power. Mm. I, I mean, you see people like Moses and Ricketts, who's a good batsman, looking to play a power shot and not having that kind of power that West Indies have. I, I think that, that, that they're fading away. They're starting well, but because they're, they're looking to match this for power in the middle overs and, and they're struggling. Mm-hmm. And I think that our, our bowlers have, have bowled well also. Puran has done a good job at, at standing captain. And you still have to, to, to obviously look at our field and our field has been, has been good. A few glitches, but obviously we're still holding on to the ball necessary. So I think we are outplaying the, the, the Australians in mm-hmm. most departments of this T20 series so far. And they will have to rethink. And it's good to see that we have Australia on the back foot. Minus some of their top players, but it's still an Australian side, Andrew, mm-hmm. of quality. Australia will not send a team down here to the, Car- to the Caribbean that is not quality. So I think we are beating an Australian side that has quality, but not of that vast quality that we minus the, the, the David Warner. The, the, those guys have made a difference. But I think what we are doing is playing good T20 cricket. And there are two teams in the world, Andrew, that West Indies will always play hard. Australia and England. Mm, true. In history. You're right. Pakistan and Sri Lanka and Bangladesh like get away. But when it comes to Australia and England, West Indies will always They raise the level. They raise the level. Yep. Yes. And, and, and we know why. You know, it's a deep-rooted thing mm-hmm. of years ago. <laughs> but I would like them to continue to play this way, not only against Australia, but against whoever they face next. So Pakistan today were beaten by England. 
Yes. He taken 200, defended 222 yes. runs. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Uh, 322 runs. Dr. Ford, you got a question Amazing. for... Amazing. You got a for, question for Wayne Lewis, doctor? Jamaicans are celebrating. Uh, I'll, Wayne, I'll just take you away from the celebration. You said you're doing a lot of work with people. What? What is occupying <laughs> your time? Uh, <laughs> so intensely. Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. We have an election, a voting election on Monday. Sleepers, um, on your general meeting, we have it on Zoom for the first time. Mm. So we're preparing for the, the, the AGM Monday. So it's taking up a lot of our time. Thanks for asking that and giving me an opportunity to officially announce it that our election is actually on Monday. But I have a question for Ben. How do you run for office at BIPA? That's okay, that's fine. I mean, if you're a member, we, we have to announce it 21 clear days before the election. All the members, you know, the information is sent to all the members along with nomination forms, and you have X amount of time for you to get yourself nominated and seconded should you want to run for office. And everyone is allowed to run for office if they want. So um, once you're a member of WIPA, the information is sent to you. Mm -hmm. No. How, how, how do you become a member of WIPA? Okay. Mm -hmm. Because uh, how do you become you a member? First. You aren't a you member. Have a, first, you have to be a first class citizen. I'm not a um, member. I, I haven't. I, I don't get. I don't get any any information from WIPA. But you, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't have your information there, Phil. With due respect, I mean, you'd have to be in contact with, with WIPA's office and say, yes. <laughs> of course, you've you've represented Barbados and the West Indies, and if you want to be a member, of course you can be a member. You just contact the WIPA's office, and the information will be sent to you. It's uploaded, sent to me for my signature, and mm. stratified, and you're a member of WIPA. Mm. No. Okay, no problem. I, okay. uh, I can have the information sent to you if you want to be a member. Mm. Yes, I would like that information sent to me, please. Mm. Okay, it, I'm going to ask, tomorrow to I will get your telephone number from Andrew. Oh, yes, and I'll, please. And I'll send my email. In fact, as I speak, so, your WhatsApp is his number, Philo. Yes, yes, dog. <laughs> Wayne, I hope you're I hope you're being serious about that, um, you know. You get in contact with me, I'll send you the relevant information. I'll, oh, wonderful. I'll have your, your member, no mm -hmm. doubt. Wayne, I, I, I don't make sport when it comes to West Indies cricket or Barbados cricket. Mm -hmm. or like, mm -hmm. Very serious, man. We get our former cricketers involved right. in our cricket at some level or the other. So I'm dead serious. Well, I shouldn't use dead, but I'm serious. Then, just before Dr. Ford comes in, um, in terms of your position, are you are you are you running again? Well, yes, I've made myself available. I've not been challenged, and um, for some reason, you know, the, based on the, the, the improvements that Weeper has made in the last seven, eight years since I've been a part of Weeper, mm. we have achieved a lot, and therefore the players. We send out these information, they tend not to want to get involved at the representative level in terms of administration and stuff. Not very often we have seen that anyone wants to challenge. You know, they, they do call into the Weeper's office office a lot. Mm -hmm. They have asked a lot of questions, but you know, Weeper, we don't procrastinate on issues and therefore they've always been furnished with the relevant information that they have. So Weeper is set up for mm -hmm. that. For some reason when we send it out, players tend to be seem to be very satisfied with the direction. Oh, 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 the, okay. Um how long have you been in this job now, Wayne? I have been there since 2014. My first, interesting oh. enough, that my first AGM was that very AGM in Trinidad. They said it's the biggest attendance we've ever had at an AGM when the decision was made, was made 
to go in a professional setup that we're right. having now through right. the franchise right. system. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. out of that, you know what happened? Players withdrew. I mean, they withdrew from the tour of India, and so many things have happened have happened since that. But that's the genesis. That's where it started in terms of you know a new um, a new direction in West Indies cricket, where you see now number of the guys are coming through the system now and doing well at the international level. Uh, because of our regional professional system that has now been put in place. Mm -hmm. So we it was a collaborative cobble, collaborative effort between Cricket West Indies and Weaver, of course. Mm -hmm. And best practices, and therefore that's what happened. And you see you now the guys are being paid, they get their salary on a monthly basis. Over 120 players, including females, are fully employed through Weaver and uh, Cricket West Indies. So therefore, we have achieved a lot. You see the guys now have health insurance 24-7. They are fully insured. And we have seen we have had one player who had been diagnosed with cancer. Oh dear. He was, mm. he was fully fully taken care of by mm. the insurance that was put in place. So we are we are we're very happy about that. And he's still alive and doing well mm -hmm. because of that very insurance policy that was instituted mm. uh, three, four years ago. Just, just talking up just before Doc comes in, uh, what's the latest on uh, Minley? You know, he got COVID there in St. Lucia. What's the latest on him? The man of fire was he was recovered and he was back in the system bowling and doing his thing. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, uh, doc, also another guy called Tyron Theo Five. Yes, it's from Dominica. He had a serious right. injury. Well, what's right. the situation what's with him? him yeah. Is he a member of Weeper? Yes, and we've, 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 we've been heavily involved. Let me not use the word heavily, but we have been involved with his recuperation. Mm -hmm. And Weeper is saying it's fine. We don't like to make this public, but we have had. We have done stuff, and we have been involved in it. We have kept in touch with him throughout, so we knew exactly what was happening from the get-go with mm. Leon Sebastian was in that part of the neck of the world, and he was the one who represented Weeper throughout all that, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. trying him out and getting him out. I'm not saying that Weeper paid for that, but we have been involved the way we can, in our own way, trying to assist him as much as we can. Doc? Okay. Uh, uh, Wayne, how does Weeper sustain itself, and are there any... Uh, deficiencies in your in the payment of the players uh, is everything on schedule and and fully uh, paid up thus far. Well, yes, yeah, players are receiving their salary on a monthly basis. There was some um, situation with the, the Super 50 that was played. They were got paid a little late. They got 50 percent and the other 50 percent fiscal and it's now. But everything is scheduled. And um, you know, come January 2021. You know, we went back to all the players who were on contract, went back full salary. And West Indies, you know, they have kept the bargain on that, so therefore everything is fine with that. And we get our, our, our sustenance through dues for the players, so we negotiated as part of the MOU for 1% of the gross annual revenue of Cricket West Indies that's paid to week on a monthly basis. And we use that to run our programs and our, our, um, our, our workshops and so on. And we have been doing a lot of collaborative efforts with Cricket West Indies. In, sensitizing the guys about match fixing and, and and ensure that the water discipline are maintained. I mean, you know, to ensure that the guys, you know, the way about clause, you know, that it has cost people a lot of money in the past with players. And you remember some years ago that Andre Russell got involved in that and he was banned for a while because of, you know, missed three successive um, um, tests, drug tests. Odin Brown in Jamaica cost us a lot of money to defend him. He was also found guilty of that. So therefore, we are sensitizing these guys to ensure that they stay in the street and now, and also teaching them how to take care of their funds because I mean, they're very young. They have a long way to go. So 
So they need to be very prudent and disciplined with the way they administer their finances and so on. So we have been doing a lot of work behind the scenes to ensure that the guys, for example, all the players who want to and they, they want to get to the coaching, they want to prepare themselves for life after cricket, Weeper, that's coordinated through Nixon McLean, our vice president, to ensure that the guys are registered and they go and get their qualifications so they can move up in the system so they can be painfully employed once they stop playing cricket. So we have a lot of issues issues that we are dealing with outside of just... Alvin, I have another question for you. I know uh, Captain Patterson Thompson was involved in a uh, former players, uh, some kind of committee or... Well, no, it's become a dot. I've heard a lot about that. I know I went to Barbados and I played a game. You were there. Uh, what has become right. of that because of this? But it's COVID as well. And I really want to know also if Weeper is involved with sensitizing our, our cricketers, the contracted cricketers, and those who are on the periphery about vac being vaccinated and, and living in these bubbles. Obviously, when they go out to play first class cricket, whenever that will be. Thanks for asking that, Philo. Yes, I mean, you know, when we I mean, when Westerners had to go to England, Bangladesh, to New Zealand, we were heavily involved in the planning and, and we had to sign off on it for it to be authentic for them to go. And we are very much involved in that. We have our doctor on board to guide us through that because we're not doctors. We, are, we have no skill set to deal with that. So we bring the necessary, the, the, the relevant persons on board to guide us through that. We're very much involved in it. There were some players when Bobby started were very... Um, Adamant that they weren't going to get involved with the vaccination, they had their doubts about it. We had to talk to them to encourage them to do the right thing and protect themselves and their family and their livelihoods. So we are very much involved in all of those those stuff in terms of sensitization of players to ensure that they do the right thing. So yes, we do a lot of that through our player development managers because we have player development managers that represent and deal with all the issues surrounding franchises. So yes, we'd have somebody in charge of Barbados, as we know that as any issues that they have. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll go to that person. If it cannot be done at that person, they'll elevate to us and we take it forward. So our system is set up in a way to ensure that the guys get immediate representation, even though there's a COVID pandemic going around. But we still mm -hmm. work the numbers, work the phones to ensure that these guys are protected. Is, is, is Weeper influential? Absolutely. If we were influential, I'm telling you, we'd have heard a lot of stuff. We have our differences, you know, and I'm, I'm, when I come on your program and Dr. Shallow is on the program, mm -hmm. and I tell you that they have carried out and they have, you know, crossed the T's and they have dotted all their I's and therefore their words have been, they are bond and therefore, you know, when they make promises to us, mm -hmm. we hold them to that promise and they have been fantastic with that. We have no issues with them as it relates to that. And we, if we, we do, we're not going to be there as some guides and therefore they'll pass things by us and we'll just take it and move on. No, we need those negotiations. It's rough, it's tough, but they mm. understand that it's nothing personal. We'll have differences that we fight through those differences. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's all for the benefit of Western cricket. For example, the, the established MOU that we have now, we've just tweaked it a little bit to ensure that there's more equity, equity in terms of the guys offering contracts. So therefore, the new dispensation starts from the, the South Africa series until to next year. So therefore, they know that from 2022, 2023, mm. how they'll be judged how they'll be evaluated, we do that. And come next year, mm. we start negotiating and start preparing for the new MOU, which is to start July 1, 2023. So therefore, it's a lot of work. And Can you, work. Um, but, 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 I just want to go back to the contract. So the the the, 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 the contracts would have been tweaked then? Could you repeat that? The retrainer contracts, they've been tweaked recently? Any adjustments recently? Well, yes. We have tweaked it now, so the players know from now 
that comes 2022, mm. how they will be judged and this is how they will be evaluated and these are the numbers and so on. So how has it been changed? Because there huh? was so, how has it been changed? Because in fact, Dr. Charlotte, when last he was on the show, admitted that, look, yes, they had to do some adjustments. What are those adjustments? Can you tell me? I'm going to give you one. Yeah, give me one. I've got with this one. Let me give you one. Yes. We have had some numbers, like, you know, for you to be considered for a contract, mm. you have to strike your batsman X amount of runs. Right. You have to have a particular strike rate. You have a particular average. Mm-hmm. Similarly, as a bowler, strike rate, how much wickets you take, what's the economy rate, that's all. Now, usually, you have to play X amount of games to be qualified. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, we're saying that if a youngster comes on the scene and he's on fire, you know, he's setting the pace like he's going another runs or he's taking another wicket. But when the time comes for evaluation, he has not made it in terms of the amount of games. Trying to be quite. But if his numbers are there and he does not have the amount of games to go with it, we still offer him a contract and we kept it at a B. We cannot get more than a B contract. Mm-hmm. But no longer will we say we cannot evaluate a player because he doesn't he didn't play enough games and on that basis, even if he scored all the runs or he took all the wickets. But the fact that he didn't play the minimum amount of games, we cannot evaluate him, meaning that he cannot be offered a contract. We have, mm-hmm. And another one, we have tried to protect the players from injury. So you find that in tennis, for example, Roger Federer might get injured, and they protect his rankings for a while to ensure that once he's fit again, then he can get into playing tournaments without having to qualify in those tournaments to be able to protect his ranking. We have that something like that in cricket now, where we protect a player if he's injured and he's unable to play the minimum amount of game where he'll be evaluated, then that player will be protected. So the following year, when you offer a new contract, because he wasn't um, evaluated, he didn't play enough games, he was injured, and he's fit now, we offer him the same contract. So if he had an A contract, he'll be offered an A contract in year two. Well, that's only for one year, though. He'll get that protection for one year. So we're trying to give the players as much protection as possible. So those, those are two of the changes I can tell you about right now. Mm-hmm. Doc? the foundation that Pfizer Thompson was involved with, what's, what's become of that? It is still there. I mean, he's a chairman. I mean, we have a representative on that board as well. And they're doing a lot of work, you know. And let me tell you some of the ways that the, his body gets funded. Every series that Western is played, there are incentives for winning the series. So now that they have won the T20 series, there's money there for the players then because the incentives are there. If they don't win the series, those money goes to Pfizer Thompson's um, 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 body, and they use those those money to assist a lot of our retired players now who are going through some very hard times. So therefore, they are doing some work. Hmm. Um, just j- just before you go, because I know oh, I, I know you. Oh, um, yes, Doc, you ask the question, then I'll I'll come coming after you. Yes, Doc. Wayne, Wayne, I just wanted to know if there's a retirement plan. You know, sometimes a player will be doing well. And after the, they've retired, they're unable to maintain themselves. Is there any education or plans for facilitating retirement for, for the Wendy's players? Well, you know, I talked about earlier about, you know, getting the guys qualified. Now, we have a memorandum of understanding with a number of tertiary institutions in the Caribbean. A number of our players are actually doing their first degree remedial work. They're going to do their CXC at the Cape. So we facilitate that as well. And therefore, we find that you'll find that some of the guys that by the time they're ready to retire, they would have already had their, their first degree or their diploma or they would have passed all their CSC subjects or their CAPE subjects and so on. So there is an educational MOU that we have set up with a number of institutions between the Caribbean. We have that. 
also the guys are interested in coaching. We ensure we pay for it to set them up to go and do those level courses, level one, level two, level three, you name it. We facilitate that as well. Mr. McLean is responsible and in charge of that. So we are trying to prepare the guys them outside of cricket once they're retired. And therefore not everyone is gonna play for the West Indies for ten years and you know make a lot of money and can settle down with their lives and economically they will fight. So we have recognized that and we have been doing a lot of work with that. So a number of our guys would have their level one, level two. And once the coach seminars are available, mm-hmm. the collaborative effort with Westerners again, they are sent to us and then we get our players involved, you know, if they are interested in it, and we encourage them to do that. So a number of the guys in the region now at least have a level one and a level two coaching certificate within the, within the system. So at least they'll be gainfully employed once they leave cricket. So we have that. I meant like a retirement fund that, that would be set up by Reaper that, uh, you know, a, a player can tap into at, at retirement age, something that you guys would get someone to manage uh, and, and you take some of their earnings and, and put a put aside for them. Uh, you know, I appreciate the, the educational focus for, for just after the game the, in midlife, but I mean, for later on. It's a good question. I mean, we've talked about that at length and we looked at the numbers and the numbers weren't very complimentary in terms of the salary structure of the players. The guys who are playing international cricket, yes, that system is there for them. But the guys who are playing in the regional tournament, the monies are so weak, even though they are contracted. And when we do a comparative analysis of salaries within the region, they are still within the 5%, 10% of best paid um, employees within the region. However, when we look at the numbers, it still weren't mm-hmm. strong enough for us to set up a system of that, like that nature. And another thing, too, there is no guarantee on an annualized basis that these guys will be offered contract every year. So it is truncated. It's very difficult to do, but we, are, we have looked at it. We have talked about it at length, and we're still looking at ways to see how we can establish one where all the players will benefit. But it's going to take some work, mm-hmm. but we need a lot more funds. So if you want um, mm-hmm. come on board with us to assist us to get and some kind of fund going to, to, to start a fund yes. to, to, to move it forward, we'll be, we'll be too happy for that. Just before you go, because we're heading towards 7 o'clock uh, Eastern Caribbean time, we've got Ambassador Courtney Andrew Walsh on, the, uh, on Zoom, so we're going to talk, of course, uh, about the women, and we're going to be linking with Richard Pufford very soon. We want to know what's happening in relation to um, Barbados and their games. Uh, you represent the women, don't you? You represent the women um, as well? Yes, sir. All the women are on board with us. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, just recently, because it raised no good interest, not a lot has been said, um, Juliet is second, the second ODI, West Indies versus Pakistan. Henry and Nation, they, they got, um, um, you know, um, quite unwell um, on the field. And we haven't heard anything about, about that. Can you, can you tell us a bit about what has happened to Henry and Nation? Well, you know, Shadina, you know, she's been playing. She's in the team as we speak. Yes, is it, but, but, yeah, but, but what happened there, though? I mean, they're, they're, they're yeah, well, we're had a bit of a scare. I suggest you talk to the person about that. I mean, but as you can see, she has recovered fully. She's right. back in the team playing. Mm. So therefore, I don't know exactly what happened. We've asked about it. Some information was sent. So, so, Weeper wasn't, so Weeper wasn't given a report? Well, to be fair, that situation is not dealt with by me. Oh. Therefore, I'm sure it's well. We have had discussions with the president about it. And yes, there was mm. some correspondence going on about it. And we were told everything is fine. Mm. And she's back in. So she was saying mm. that. Because, because, because they fight. I find cricket West Indies didn't, didn't tell us a lot about it. 
Don't blame me for that, Angela. Well, um, it's it's, it's, it's almost, almost like it was a secret. It can't be a secret when it goes on the news. Oh, come on. You know what I mean, though, in terms of information um, from, from the board. You know what I mean, well, too. I can't, come speak, on. I can't speak on behalf of Cricket West Indies. And on that basis, no. I answer you as clearly and as honestly as I right. can. So I, I just release the information coming to you, right. to Cricket West Indies. I, I, I can't speak to that. Final question. Is Wave Hines going to be challenged for that position? No, he will not be. So it seems as if no one in, uh, at Leap has ever challenged. You're doing such a good job. Well, we've never been challenged, to be honest with you. It has never happened. It's not amazing. It's not amazing. It's not amazing. Up or down. It's I like that. Wait. But to be honest, to be honest, to be, to be honest yes. Dave Cameron, to be, Dave Cameron spoke about uh, even the ICC wrote to Cricket West Indies trying to find out what happened in 2014 right. when things seemed to settle down. And therefore, um, Dave Cameron talked about the fact that because of no more litigation situations and everything would go to the court, we were saving Cricket West Indies like $2 million years a year. Those monies are going back into Cricket West Indies. Oh, wonderful. The players, because of course, we have issues sometimes, but the respect mm. is there. Mm. Uh, we can, I can call the court and call Johnny Green anytime. I can call Dr. Shallow. I can call the president. Mm. And they'll give me the level of intention that is required. Attention mm. that is required. Mm-hmm. And we have no issues like that. The respect is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Similarly to what happened when Dean was president, mm-hmm. a lot of persons were saying that we were in bed with, with, with Green. Oh, yes. Oh, many people, th- many people thought you were a big supporter of Dave Cameron. Oh, you. yes, indeed. Reaper seem to be supporting Cameron. You pointed something else at us. However... Mm. Dr. Shallow and Miss, they realize that we are very honest mm. and hardworking people, and therefore we have issues and we work them out. They right. realize that we are very genuine people, and therefore we are trying to. In the interest of, in the interest of West Indies cricket? Absolutely. So, therefore, it makes no sense. Every differences that we have, we are in the public domain, cussing out each right. other. And making well. The players are seen comfortable now to be identified as mm. members of WIPA. I became Secretary of WIPA because Andrew Richardson was tired of being referred to as the Weeper man, and he thought that he was holding back his chances of playing for the West Indies, and he, re- he resigned from Weeper for that very reason. Oh, they don't have issues like that anymore. No. Okay. Well, well Courtney Andrew Watch, Ambassador Watch, is, is we're going to come to him in just a minute. We also Father have the dog. President of Weeper. Pre- Weeper president. Oh, yes. Yes. Good, good old Cuddy Walsh. Yes, man. And I enjoyed going to Cuddy's when I was there in Jamaica. But just be, go, before we go to the commercial break, when are your elections in Jamaica, JCA? Haven't heard a thing. When do you, when you have elections coming up in Jamaica? Andrew, I'm certain that sometimes they need to change your name. They need to start calling you Blender. Mixed up and Blender. Yes. <laughs> you tell me about that. I'm you here. are mixed up and you are Blender. I have nothing to do with the JCA. But, I don't get involved with the JCA. But I'm asking I'm you as a Jamaican. And you, and, and you, and which club do you, do, which club are you with um, in, in Jamaica? Kensington and Kingston Cricket Club. Good, uh, right. Members of Good. But I'm asking you, do you know when the elections are going to be in Jamaica, local elections? Okay, I can, here's how I can assist you. Thank you. I can WhatsApp Billy Heaven's telephone number, Courtney Francis's number to you. Yes. And then you can call them and then they'll give you a better answer than me. They are on the board, I'm not. So, so but aren't these elections due? I'm sure. Yes. But, I mean, there's a COVID. I mean, we're having our elections come Monday. Mm. I don't know what, what the reason is. Why maybe the JCA have to call the election as yet? Mm. I, I don't know. I don't want to speak to it. I don't want to get involved in it. Okay. I, don't want to, I don't want to be quoted. Mm. Because I do not but, want but, but, but are you concerned that there are no local elections in Jamaica? I'm not concerned, Mr. 
you're very, very formal with me now, Mr. Mason. You know me, <laughs> Andrew, man. Come on. <laughs> no, man. You're my friend, of course. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to get into JC and his problems. I'm focusing on right. how I list and come, come Monday. Right, okay. Well, I want to thank you, Wayne Lewis, of course, former Jamaica batsman. I don't know if Philo Wallace was in that game when there was a big hum at Sabina Park. Malcolm Marshall, first ball of the match. Wayne Lewis, ball, neck and crop. You remember that, Wayne? First ball. Well, Andrew, is that the one thing you remember? You don't remember it's me hitting Malcolm Marshall for three consecutive posts. One behind square, one in front, straight drive, and one six down to the ball. You don't remember those three? Oh, Malcolm must have been past his best then, man. He was upset. You know that and Michael <laughs> tried to hit it out. Yeah. <laughs> over. I need to tell you this. I remember. over. Yes. He tried to bone me a bumper and he broke his wrist. Oh, he did? He tried to hit it on at Kensington. <laughs> was he coming off 22 yards or 18? Excuse me? Was he coming off 22 yards or 18? He was running in. He was the first ball of the team. And, <laughs> and he broke his wrist. Wonderful. And because of that, we retained the Red Strike Cup that year for the simple reason that he broke his wrist. He broke his wrist. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Wayne, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. Not often that we call and we get you, but, you know, it's, it's very, very good listening whenever you are on. Thanks, and enjoy the rest of your evening in the land of wood and water. All right, let's pause for business calls. When we come back, we're going to go to Ambassador Courtney Walsh. The women will be in focus. Mason and guests, of course, is brought to you in association with our very good friends at ASFU Workroom, the best shot of the day. Join us each Saturday morning from 9 until 12 noon to hear the Saturday morning entertainment episode. And on Sundays from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to be a part of the cricket show. To join the show, call 1-515-605-9850. The number again is 1-515-605-9850. Enjoy the remainder of the show. I understand that there will be no spectators for the uh, first couple of um, games with Australia. Of course, that starts next. Monday with the rise in COVID cases in Barbados. I've been trying to get someone from the Ministry of Health all day to try to, to get uh, to be on the show, but um, well, I've, I've been unsuccessful, but hope that Condé Riley can provide us with some information. We also, a little bit later on, we're going to be going to um, Australia to talk to Jeff Lemon, who was with us last week, about this very ordinary performance uh, by the Australians. And a little bit later on, we're also going to be going to St. Vincent to speak to um, the Vice-Chair General, of course, Dr. Ralph Gonzalez, who wants to offer some congratulations to the West Indies scene. And, of course, we're going to be taking your calls. But without any further ado, let's say hello to Courtney Andrew Waltz, the Ambassador. Hello, Ambassador. How are you? Ambassador? Hello, Andrew. How are you doing, Mr. Mason? Oh, I'm very good. I, I like the formalities. How are you, Mr. Walsh? I'm pretty good, thank you. Um, just want to say hello to you and your fans and your listeners. Yeah, well, well Philo Wallace... Watching on... Well, Philo Wallace is... All... watching on your phoning. <laughs> well, well Philo Wallace is, is with us. And of course, have you ever met Philo Wallace? Oh, Philo, the hard-hitting, swashbuckling host of Barbados, who spent some time in England, some time in Trinidad. Yes. He's one gentleman I can call my friend. Just kept in touch over the years. And <laughs> hello, Phil. I didn't know you were on the program. It's fortunate to have you on the program at the same time. 
Oh, wonderful. Uh, basketball was a pleasure. Uh, I would also tell uh, Mr. Williams that we were the same program. And I hope we share the same views. Uh, congratulations to you and, and, and the ladies. Mm -hmm. And I hope that you continue to, to move West Indies women's cricket in the right direction. And that is helpful. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you, Phil. I didn't hear you clearly, but I'm sure you were giving congratulations for the way the ladies played. I kind of heard some of it, but it's yes, yes, he, he actually was. Are you hearing me clearly, Ambassador Walsh? Are you hearing me clearly, Ambassador Walsh? Hello, Ambassador Walsh. Are you hearing me clearly, Walshy? Andrew, sorry, can you hear me? Yes, I'm hearing you. Are you hearing me loud and clear, Ambassador Walsh? All right. Well, it seems as if we're not hearing him. Um, can you call you then, Ambassador Walsh? Um, because hello. it's not. Hello, are you hearing us, uh, Ambassador Walsh? What, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to maybe uh, try and make a call to, to Ambassador Walsh. So what we'll do, we'll, we'll give you a call. In the meantime, um, let's go to Philo Wallace. Philo, why did the West Indies win? You, we spoke about Australia losing, but why do you believe that West Indies won? I think we have learned from their mistakes against South Africa. Obviously, Andrew, too, you have to look at the surface at, uh, uh, at the Darisami uh, Stadium. I think it is one that, that suits West Indies' uh, type of, of play in relation to the ball coming on to the back. Our bowlers seem to be quite happy uh, with, those, with that type of service where they can really run in and, uh, and bowl. And then we, we see the improvement all the way of this young man called Obo McCoy, who continues to impress. And I believe that he is, he is the, he's the life wire in our bowling. And, and what he has done, he, he's done wonderfully well. And I also have to give a lot of credit too, as well, Andrew, to, to young Hader Waltz Jr., you have to remember he went to Bangladesh, got COVID-19, missed the Sri Lankan series. He didn't get a game against South Africa. Uh, he, he, he's shown his, his, his worth on his class against Australia. And there was an article that I read that he actually practiced with the Australians some time ago when he was uh, trained in Abu Dhabi, I think, with the United States uh, cricket side. So that would have also helped him. And I thought that, that, that his performances as, as a leg spinner has really given the, the bowling unit impetus and, and that belief that they can uh, restrict the, 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 the Australian batsmen, minus some of the, 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 the more powerful T20 batsmen. Mm -hmm. But I thought that West Indies, when you look at their bowlers, their bowlers show a lot of skill. Mm -hmm. And the, the, to me, they, 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 they felt, you know, you could see a bowler running in and saying, look, I know I'm going to get this batsman out. Despite Mr. March playing some good innings and, 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 and weighed at the top, you still saw bowlers looking to get wickets. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see that against South Africa. So to me, the bowlers have a lot more purpose, and our batsmen have learned against South Africa, not less for, for the big sixes and fours, but look to rotate the strike and, and, and play good cricket shots. Mm -hmm. So they've learned from the series against South Africa, and I hope that they can continue, because it's still a, a way off uh, to the World Cup. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, so we got Ambassador Walsh now by telephone. Ambassador Walsh, are you hearing me loud and clear? I'm hearing you loud and clear. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That, that good old telephone still works, you know, of course. Zoom is the thing, but of course, when Zoom doesn't work, you, you boom, and you, of course, you go to um, the, the good old telly that we've had in our houses uh, for such a long time. Now, what is responsible, Ambassador Walsh, for this tremendous performance by the West Indies women? Can you tell me? Well, I think the girls, well, the first camp we had the girls came in and did a lot of work with them, the coaches, everybody was into what was happening, and we have thought of put together a lot of teamwork to try and get them to improve. They're not, uh, they're willing to learn, they're buying to what we're doing, and 
prepared to work hard. I think hard work is paying off a little bit, and we still have a lot more work to do. But I think the enthusiasm that we can see and the way they're going about it, for me, is very heartening. And it's always nice to win because we need to confident. The biggest challenges that we had in the for a while, I wasn't sure what was going to happen, but mm -hmm. they responded well, and, you know, winning others to be confident, and the girls are performing pretty well. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, look at the work of Haley Matthews. I mean, you know, when you consider that well, just a year ago, she wasn't doing that well. She's responded admirably to the challenge, Haley Matthews. She has. I mean, they've all done so, but she has just stood out. So, you know, she had a hundred in her last game. She had a, a after two games before. A 49 ring the game before that. She's among the wicked, and she's always in the game in the team. And the captain who wasn't, wasn't played for a while either. You know, in the last when she got a score, and then got a hundred in the whole day as well. That's mm -hmm. those are good positive signs. And a lot of the other batters have tipped in Brittany Cooper in the last game. Mm -hmm. um, my sisters have been doing pretty well. So it's good that the consistency is there. And you know, the coaches are really putting it through very hard work. Mm -hmm. Just before we go to Doc Ford, um, any areas of concern at all, despite the, um, the victories? Because, of course, in success, there's also failure. When you do a critical analysis, Ambassador Walsh, are you concerned about any area at all? Yeah, we're still, we're still concerned about the all-round performance and the, the team's departure can get a little bit better. Mm -hmm. uh, we're improving in the field, but that in itself is an area that we have to pay some special attention to to see how best we can improve on that. But, you know, game by game, day by day, they're improving there. And the bowling can be a little, a little bit more consistent as well. And mm -hmm. we just put everything working on the all-round part of it. So, yes, we have, we have done well and won the series, or both series, but we know that there's still a fair amount of work to be done. Mm -hmm. Uh, right now. 
she's okay. She's not she's not facing bowlers yet because you know she had some injuries to her shoulder. Mm-hmm. She's just coming back from that. She's doing light mm-hmm. <coughs> sorry, light bowling work at the moment. Um and as I say she's in the T twenty, she was up in the order in the in the first couple of the issues down the middle. Unfortunately for her yesterday, she didn't bat because she got you know, she had a slight uh, what we went to all it was but a slight could have been a slight strain or whatever. So because her medals were taken and she'd have only battled if we didn't use her. The rest of the girls stuck to the place and did extremely well so she weren't required. So we'll be assessing her tomorrow and to see how, how best it is in she's going again on Thursday in the game. But she's coming well, she's training hard, she's work, she's always a hard worker. And you know, she does her bit in the field for us and once we get her back into form and confidence of you know, we are expecting that she will just perform for us as best as she would she can. Are, are there any young emerging stars that that you come across uh, since you've had the camp and now with the with the first few games uh, being concluded? I wouldn't say young emerging stars. They're young emerging potential stars. <laughs> um, there are a couple of uh, young ones that we have seen in the camp that you know have impressed the coaches. The young Janelle Glasgow, the footballer, uh, Zadia James. Those two, uh, two youngsters, they're teenagers and they, they, they show promise. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping that down the road they, they will fulfill the promise that they have shown. I think it's good to have them in the camp with the teenagers where they can get some mm-hmm. establish the cadre coaches that we have around them to guide them and make sure that everything is you know, working, working smooth. So that, that's an excellent. Um, and there's a, a, a few first timers in the camp as well um, that. They've shown this show potential and we just have to keep working with them. So it was good to have so many people into the camp so we can have a look at everyone. Mm-hmm. And we are hoping that regional play is later in the year and we just have some more because the bigger the pool, the better I think we'll have in terms of selection and people to go out and compete. Mm-hmm. Um, Ambassador Paul, just before you go, I know you're a very busy man. Um, just Let's switch quickly. You, I'm sure you want to congratulate the men as well for winning against um, Australia. What a performance. What a performance. It was great to see. Tremendous. I mean, I know we didn't do well against South Africa, but we came up against a strong Australian team. Mm-hmm. But Australian team is always strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have outplayed them in every department thus far. So it was really, really good to see. Um, the boys have come out and did very well bowling the past. And everything just went up a notch. You can see that down and how it was after the last years against South Africa. They bounced back very, very well. And it was really, really Christopher Gale get among the runs. He's been under the microscope. He's been under the microscope. I think he's going to lead twice. But when you look at his record and his stats, I mean, 40,000. Yes. Tremendous. Tremendous. I mean, so that's tremendous. And it was good to see him get that confidence with, you know, getting a bit of runs against his name. Mm-hmm. And let's see how he goes in the remainder of the tournament. But we know that Christopher Henry Gale, the universe boss, can be dangerous. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. And what a knock. I mean, um, can you take us through the knock? I mean, what a knock. I mean, you know, having performed poorly in the, the games before he came out, the blood in his eyes and really took on his. What a performance. Well, I was sitting with some of our coaches here, Macaulay Moore, Michelle, Robert Samuels and stuff, and everyone was saying Chris looked a little bit pumped up coming out of the back. Yes, he did. He can explode, and he did explode. He came out and looked business-like, and 
mm-hmm. not going up. Once you know, once he gets going to yes. mm-hmm. confidence is going to come back. So really, heartening to see the way he went out today. That mm-hmm. just all positive. Mm. Do you like him batting at three? Um, if you ask me personally, I might tell you no because I've, I've stayed with him all the years when he was at opener and see the damage he can do and watch him with the Talawas when he was opening. So I just like him in that position, but he's adapted well. I think this might have been his, probably his first four, big score at number three for the West Indies. Mm-hmm. But he's a leader of the way back. I remember Desmond used to say to be someone like a Chris Gale back that six as well in T20 um, could be dangerous. Um, I don't know if I want to see that low, but I like him when he's opening. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And w- what about Poran's captaincy? Tremendous for him to have you know, three from three. I'm sure he's going to remind us captain for a lot about that. But yes. For the young man to come in and be so successful and everyone is rallying around him. Mm-hmm. He is enjoying the cricket, which is good to see. So it's really, everything looks good on the field. And, you know, just congratulations to the team and to the way they've been playing. I, I couldn't let you go without talking about this youngster, fellow Jamaican Fabian Allen. What a, what a talent. Uh, what a talent. One of the better skillers around. I wouldn't say he's the best, but um, he competes well, he bowls well, he's a good finisher. Cricketer, you know, looks complete and he's having a wonderful series with, with the ball. Something catches in the outfield. We saw what he did in a couple of the scenes that he batted. So definitely a, a, a good talent to have around and long may his career continue. Look into your crystal ball, Cuddy, before you go. Um, three ODIs come up against Australia. Of course, the West Indies won the series um, against uh, Australia's D20s. And then they take on Pakistan. When you look into your crystal ball, do you expect the West Indies to continue that upward trend, do well in the ODIs, and then go on and beat Pakistan? I expect that because confidence, we confident that the guys are playing well. Um, once they be consistent in what they're doing, they're finding the seed, the combinations are coming together nicely. Sir taking ownership and performing. And once that continues, West Indies is always going to be a very dangerous team because of the, the talented and experienced players that we have around. Mm-hmm, indeed. And you must be on top of the world with the success of the women. What's next for the women? Uh, well, we have two more ODIs international to play and one in here against Pakistan. Right. So we're to finish on a high with those games. Um, and then we're hoping that to the region uh, for the, the next the next tour here. Right. We're also planning and looking at you know getting ready for the World Cup qualifiers which later in the year. Mm. Well, 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 good. It's always good to hear from you, Cuddy. I know that you're mixing your duties. You're a recently married man, Cuddy, and of course the coach. Of course, um, a lot more responsibility for Ambassador Walsh. Thank you very much, Andrew. Good friends to know what he's getting here. I'm not sure where he is. If he's in Barbados, in another region. Mm. I so remember. I remember Philo Wallace at Sabina Park. I remember that game, Philo, um, Walsh to, to, um, to Wallace, and Wallace pulling down to, what was it? Um, was, it was it one that went over the Kingston Creek Club, um, Philo? You remember that one? I, I don't think so. I, I just want to say, I'm You're a modest man, it, aren't you? I think it's, I think it's, yeah, I think that we fight some good battles. Yes. Uh, I'll never forget when we went to Guernsey for your, uh, <laughs> your benefit that we had a wonderful time over there. Yes. And I just want you to continue to, to move on. Let me take it forward. I had a question for you. Uh, obviously, you're a custom coaching men. How could, how yep. you made a transition, obviously, mm. to the women? Is it difficult? Is it a difficult transition? <laughs> Good question. It's not that easy. There's a couple of stuff that's not very easy. I mean, coach to coach, you can make that transition, but then there's a couple of stuff you have to work out and stuff. And 
as you probably think at the beginning, but I've, I've been able to cope pretty well. But just think of it. Um, I don't go into the dressing rooms now unless it's empty. That kind of thing. So you got to make sure those stuff. Because um, that's their domain. And, you know, there's other things you've got to understand about them. So all that is coming together. And I'm, I'm gaining a little experience and getting, you know, getting better at it. But it's at, at the beginning, it was, it was a little bit of a challenge because it's not the same as when you coach the men. But mm-hmm. I have no are very attentive. So mm-hmm. one of those things can have good conversation with them and you know they're key to learn and key to improve and once it, once that is happening then you're happy. All right. Well thanks very much uh, Ambassador Watch for coming through and talking to us. We can open the lines pretty pretty soon. Enjoy the rest of your evening there in Antigua. Thank you very much Mr Mason. All the best for you. All the, the best. Always always a pleasure to talk to Ambassador Courtney Watch, the pride and joy of Jamaica. All right. Pride and joy of Barbados, Richard Prof Edwards comes up next. On Mason and Guest. Good evening to you, Professor. How are you? I am good, Andrew. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Good. Now, what's responsible for the West Indies' success against the Australians? Were you surprised? I would have to say yes. I would have to say that I'm surprised. Mm. Why, why are you surprised, Prof? They got rinsed out by, by South Africa. Yes. And then, uh, so it was a surprise to see. Uh, West Indies win so easily uh, in the matches. In the first match, it looked that West Indies were dead and buried, and then Australia uh, came out and, and, and bashed the ball around. And even to, to give 146, although it was a fighting totally, it, it, I really thought that Australia would have uh, easily got it, but they didn't. And uh, the West Indies then got some belief in themselves and have played pretty well since then, I think. Mm. And the Australians, are you surprised by the, the ordinary performances, Prof? Yeah, of course. You, you, you tend to expect a lot more from Australia. Mm, yeah, 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 indeed. And some good performances, you know, Hetmar back in the side, getting a very good half-century. Christopher Gale coming good in the last match. You know, um, I, I still think Simmons can go on a bit. And Andrew Russell has really done well with the bat. Well, yes, and these are the people that you want to, to, uh, to, to perform. And they didn't really in the other matches uh, against South Africa. And as long as they perform, mm-hmm. and as long as the batsmen come out and just uh, realize that they have more time than they seem to think, mm-hmm. and uh, push the ball around, you don't have to hit a six every time when you, you're looking to, to, to get on with it. You can hit a four, mm-hmm. and, that, that, and you're not going to get caught with that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I thought that Hetmire played when he made that 60-61. He played a lot, but he had a couple of fights uh, in between. But generally, he, he played um, a lot more responsibly. And by doing that, it, uh, it gave West Indies a, a fillip and to, to, to go on and get a good score. How do you rate Hetmer? Is he, a, is he a tremendous talent, do you think, Hetmer? Well, obviously he has talent, but uh, in the sense department, I would have said he was lacking very badly before by the way he was playing both he and Poran. Mm-hmm. But they come out there and, and they seem to, to feel that they've got to hit sixes from ball one to every ball they face. And you cannot do that. You've got to... You've got to play the, the ball around, you've got to bat properly. You watch the, the majority of the Indians, all of them have techniques and they play the ball and they play proper cricket. It's not, not looking to hoist the ball or, or over the boundary for six every time. You look mm-hmm. to push the ball around, hit the ball when you can mm-hmm. and build your to go ahead. Once you get going, even uh, Russell when he comes out and he starts to push the ball around, once he gets going, that's a different proposition altogether. Mm-hmm. Just before we talk about Barbados, what about Gale? Under the microscope, responded quite well with a, a tremendous half century last night. Well, he needed to, and he and he and he and he, he's always a danger. 
I mean, you can't make all the amount of runs that he has and, and not being able to, to somehow find, uh, you know, an inning for him. And, and, and it, was, it was due, and he came forward and did it, and that was good. Is he in your World Cup squad? I don't, I'm not too sure about a World Cup squad. You got to first sit for the first couple of overs if you want, mm-hmm. short or, or short extra cover. Mm-hmm. And then, hopefully, you know, you, you, you've got a, a position that you, you're, you're trying to hide a fielder in. And it, it's, a, it's a big thing, uh, I think, to do that, I think. Mm-hmm. And just before you go, Prof, um, how, how are we looking in terms of the, the, the pitches? You got Australia coming here in less than a week. Yeah, we are we're pretty we're pretty well uh, ready for it. We have this is looking good. Uh, we're gonna put a shape and do it here tomorrow again, and uh, and then do some extra rolling. And because they look beautiful right now, they with, with the amount of grass, would be ideal for that match. But um, I think that probably we will have to get off some of that because it's a, and uh, we gotta try and cut that down as low as, as possible. Wet and roll, and then bind it in, and uh, so it would combine the surface and put a, uh, a nice full space for these fifty over matches. And, and you expect the pitches to be what um, um, quick, or not necessarily? Well, well they're Kensington overs. Uh, in recent years, since uh, the last six or so, we've always had some pretty good pace. They're going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Onto the body, I can't tell you how quick they are. You've got to be, be a little careful about the mock. Or you're leaving them, yes. especially the overmatches, you know, and the, and the surface is hard, and the, I think we should have some bounce. So you got to be careful not to the, the amount of water is, that is put in, so, so you don't want the, the thing to be spanned all around people. Mm-hmm, I see. All right, well, Prof, I want to thank you for coming through and talking to us. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Okay, thank you, Andrew. All right, Richard Prof was, of course, the creator there at Kensington uh, uh, Old Form of West Indies Fast Bowler, offering his thoughts. Uh, always good to hear from him. Uh, we're going to certainly get some reaction from Philo Wallace in relation to what he had to say. He's reckoning, Philo, that the pitch at Kensington for the ODIs against Australia should be a pretty good pitch there. Philo, you played there on several occasions. Not hear you, Philo. Yes, Andrew, I've played at, Ken- I've played at Kensington for uh, a number of occasions. I've also played at the new, the new Kensington as well. And the pitches there are, are good. Uh, now that, that, that Richard is, is back, I, I would hope that that he and, and um, I think that Mason Reed, I hope that Mason Reed is still around. Uh, now these two former uh, Barbados uh, cricketers, obviously Richard Gale, former West Indies cricketer as well, can really get back those pitches to what we, we expect. Nice, true, hard pitches. I, I heard Richard say he doesn't want the ball to be bouncing around, uh, around the heads of the bats mm. too often. But I think for one day cricket, you want you still want some bounce in those pitches. I, will, I was going to ask him a question. How challenging is Oh, okay. A square for three ODIs, mm-hmm. three fifty over games. But I would like to know from Crafton and St. Lucia how difficult it is for him mm-hmm. to prepare that, that square for five to twenty games. Yes, so yes. I think this is something mm-hmm. new. This is a new proposition because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And I want to know how much work is being done. Not for the first not for the first ODI, but for the second and third ODI. What those surfaces, what the preparation methods are uh, for those surfaces. But I, I would expect a good fifty over I know there might, there will be no, there, I don't think there'll be crowds, which is going to be unfortunate. Because after winning the T20 series, that West Indies would have been open, mm. coming into Barbados, they'll at least get at least two or three thousand people at, at Kensington Over, but that is not to be. 
and I hope that they can still have good surfaces so we can still see some exciting mm-hmm. 50 over cricket. But the 20 series, it's good. Mm-hmm. We would like to see even a better uh, 50 over uh, series between uh, West Indies and Australia. Let's quickly go now out of the Caribbean and talk to Cameron Coffey, the former um, West Indies fast bowler. I think he's did you, did you play against Cameron Coffey, um, um, fellow? From under 19 right now. We also went to Sri Lanka. Yes, of course, of course. There was a guy called Russell Atapatu yes. and a guy called Russell Arnold who actually wanted to help you play something. You've got to leave the ball alone. You leave the ball alone until edge it. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> to hear you, my friend. You, you must be very uh, happy. Likewise, <laughs> you must be very happy about the West Indies performance, Cameron. Um, hey, good night, um, Andrew, and um, you know, it, it's really nice to to be at your show once again. Um, mm-hmm. absolutely, yes, I'm um, I'm very much excited. Um, you know, with, with the West Indies performance um, up to date, um, going three three nil up. I mean, that's that's awesome. Yes, indeed. What do you think is responsible for the success? Um, well, I mean, when you you look at the um, Australia team, um, one of, one one of the things that is um, responsible for the success is that um, West Indies um, they, they they they're playing as a unit. Mm. Um, second, secondly, I don't think that Australia has scored enough runs to actually challenge the West Indies team, which is very, which is a very very strong team at the moment. Um, also, I also think that uh, our bowling, our bowling is, is is really up to up to a, a good standard with um, Vincent and um, Obi McCoy mm-hmm. and um, and um, Dwayne Bravo with that sort of variety, and um, y- you know it's really good to see. And I, I just I just hope that um, we continue in that way. Mm-hmm. That Doctor Ford. Hi, hi, uh, Cameron. Um, how would you? really put in perspective the good performance against uh, Australia now with some of the Australians uh, missing and knowing that Australia is ranked ahead of South Africa in T20 cricket, um, is it that our guys are warming up to the task or is it that the team is just weaker? Well, I, 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 I believe that um, with um, you, the way that we are playing, I think um, we are playing as a unit. Yeah, and uh, the unity within the team. And I believe that the, the team, you know, is really hungry for success. And I believe, you know, that's, that's, one, of the main, that's one of the main reasons, you know, why we are doing well. And also, I mean... We, the team is very, very experienced. The West Indies team, because most of um most of our players have been playing the trade, you know, around the around various um leagues throughout the world. So I think with that experience, I think that that's what breeding the success. Mm-hmm. Uh, we 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 did very well chasing in the third in the third match in the first two matches we. We put up scores which are kind of par for the for the conditions so far in the in the home series. Uh, but do you think that maybe we have to work harder at setting up bigger scores in order to be to ensure that we do well 
going forward towards the cricket World Cup? Um, absolutely. I mean, okay, we can call posting, 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 posting um, a, a, a big score will always be will always be um, you know an advantage. And with the kind of with the kind of firepower that we have, you know, whenever we get a chance to bat, we definitely will have to look at putting up you know over 180 runs. And I think with the with, with the sort of bowling that we have. I think we can easily defend 180 runs or, or more. Who, who has impressed you the most? Who are some of the most impressive uh, players you've seen uh, thus far in the in the matches that you you've watched? Well, so far I must um, I must um, say that um, the the young fast bowler from St. Vincent, Oben McCoy, mm -hmm. with the sort of variety. You know that he, um, he he brings to the team. Um, also in the last game, um, Hetmeyer, my um, from um, Guyana. You know, I think those two those mm. two two players really really stand out for me. Right. Um, j just j just before um, you come back in, um, Doc, uh, we're gonna make make this a St. Vincent affair because we've just been able to to find the prime minister, the five star general. I like to call him that. The five-star general, and and I should say to you, Prime Minister, that Cameron Coffey, uh, I don't know if he's from South Rivers, but um, he's on the line as yeah. well. I want a combination, Coffey and Gonzales. Then I see him, Prime Minister. How are you doing? How are you doing, brethren? <laughs> we, we, we are very privileged to be talking to Andrew the Great. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yes. So how, how are things with you, Cameron? I didn't hear that, Prime Minister. He's asking the whole oh, thing to you. My brother. Um, everything, everything is fine. Everything is fine. All right. Everything is going All right. Well. Mm -hmm. Give the family my regards, please. I, I sure will. Right. Uh, Prime Minister, um, what a performance by the West Indies. Yes, um, they, they have been performing uh, creditably. The, the, this particular Australian side is, we must admit, not a particularly strong side. Mm -hmm. They have some good players, but they haven't really clicked. And there, there are many, many important players, top-notch players, about half a dozen or so, or certainly four of them, who are not on the side. So mm -hmm. while I'm very happy with the performance, I am not in any way at all over the moon. I, I, I want to be more measured in my assessment. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, as it is often said, that one swallow does not a summer make. Mm -hmm. um, I I think that we we can do much better with our batting. The bowling has served us well during the season, pretty pretty well, um, clearly well against the South Africa, and the South African batting lineup is 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 not a a, a very strong batting lineup, uh, but but good, you know, fairly good. But but we, but we didn't we didn't we didn't plan our games very well against South Africa. We ought not to have lost that that series in the T20, and we we certainly have been doing well against against Australia, particularly the the, the 
the ball in again. Um, I'm 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 still a little concerned about the batting in the middle overs. Mm-hmm, that's true. Um, you know, and we we have to be able. We we have not not all of our batsmen are able to play top quality spin bowling and fairly good medium fast bowling. I mean, against Sri Lanka. They had one good fast medium bowler, and he gave us he gave us some problems. And the other end was fairly weak. Now, if you notice that um, Josh Hazelwood has been giving us some little challenges, mm-hmm. except of course in this last game when Gail took him apart in one over. Yes, 19 in the over. 19 in the over. Mm-hmm. And of course, Galen is there can take apart any bowling. Right. Even 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 at, even when he's even he's not at his very best. Um, I'm talking generally speaking. I think most persons will concede that while he still deserves to be on the side, he's not. He's clearly not a Gale of ten years ago. The side, and it's important, I guess, where he's batting at number three or thereabouts to see if he can help to hold things together. We I would I would also I would also want to to await some stronger back inside. Right. To see to see how our two spinners are doing. Young Walsh and and of course um, yeah. Our Jamaican brother, who is a good all-rounder, David uh, Allen. Allen, yes, Allen, Allen, mm-hmm. Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he's he's a good he's a good utility player all around, and 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 he could blossom into a very good T20 player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I'd like to see, I'd like to see how we fare against better batting side. And I'm still concerned about the the brittleness of the of the um the batting. Mm-hmm. Actually, the, the the game which I of this in the in the, these three games against Australia, mm-hmm. the game that I thought that we played the best cricket was the second game. The second when, game when when mm-hmm. Bravo from the batting standpoint. Yes, when, when he, Bravo when he was promoted. When Bravo was promoted and and he was um he was taking the singles and getting um Hetmeyer to 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 play not not to go into his shell but to to to, to score runs enough to beat off the score. Um and I and I believe I, I believe that was a um Lesson as to how we should probably deal with it in the middle overs, mm-hmm. right. uh, but 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 I think that we we have enough talent on the side mm-hmm. to to make a very good sh- showing in the World Cup mm-hmm. in the in the UAE um, come October. But we would we 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 would have to declare as to how we are batting. And, and 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 don't take too many chances and strategize it better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But on the bowling side, I think that um, 
we have well, Bravo is still very good, very able bowler mm-hmm. in this type of competition. McCoy has come along quite well and is improving. Mm-hmm. Um, Fidel Fidel Edwards is 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 pretty good. He, he just has to focus. He's an experienced man, um, and I I think that. Jason Holder will have a prominent place on the on the on the T20 side. I I am yes. I believe I think so. Mm-hmm. I think he's yeah. both for his bowling and his batting and of mm-hmm. course his fielding. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's too good an all rounder for us not to keep on our side. Uh, I don't know why he hasn't played thus far in the Australian and the Australian. Well, he's been rested, Prime Minister. They, 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 in fact, he's he's, rested. yeah, he's supposed to play. Uh, in the ODI's upcoming, the first one starts. On, okay, he's on, going on, to play in the ODI. Yes. Okay, fine. And that um, was stated by Cricket West Indies. Oh, I didn't see that. I missed mm. that. Mm. But I'm glad you... Well, I'm, I'm always there to be educated by Mason the Great, you know? Yeah, yes, indeed. But, but you know, I am, um, I'm always <laughs> measured about these things because I remember when, before the Sri Lankan, the Sri Lankan series, mm-hmm. people were talking about, uh, about it, uh, it, it, you know, it's a sure thing, and Sri Lanka gave us some troubling moments. And then, of course, when South Africa came, they said South Africa is starting as the underdogs. And I said, no, no, hold on, hold on. It, it's let's let's not get carried away. No. Um, so I, I I don't I don't want to start to blow the trumpet just yet. No. No. I'm 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 um. I think we have seen better performances against the Australian, and I the fielding is pretty good. I, I am not, I am not so sure that the the or wicket keeper is is the best we can we can play. I know that. Simmons also wicket keeps. I mean, maybe this is keeping. Mm-hmm. More, maybe Porat is a is, is a better of the two keepers, but mm-hmm. he needs he needs to be a little sharper behind the. Yes, 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 yes. He has to be sharp. Yes. He, he needs he's he's um he's a, he's, he's a very talented player, batsman, mm-hmm. and one one of our our better batsmen. And I I have high hopes for him for the mm-hmm. for the um World Cup. But I think mm-hmm. his keeping has been below par. Be- below par. He has, he, has, he has missed. He has missed um, a couple of stumpings. He has, um, uh, well, let me put it this way: he, he, his keeping has been uneven. <laughs> he pulled off one or two good stumpings. He, he, last night, yes. there was an appalling error. Oh yes, in one case the guy could almost run out the guy. Yeah, <laughs> twice he can run about twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah he can, oh yeah, you know, yes. and um, his glove work is not of the best. No, he's, clearly he's not. We can keep him as not his, his his number one forty, and and we 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 do that given the nature of T20 mm. cricket. But mm. if you if you're playing if you're playing a spin bowler, you're going to need somebody, and we will play a spin bowler. I think at least in some of the games, you need somebody to be able to do the stumping. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, the so that I'm I'm looking at the the, the possible weak links. Right and and his his, his his general glove work needs to improve. He has to spend a little bit more time on it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's a splendid cricketer, mm-hmm. yes. and um, he has good leadership skills. I've been watching him. Yes. Um, 
he, he, he has in fact poor, poor in my view is is one of the players who can play all three formats yes that's true that's very true you know as a batsman mm-hmm. um and um same same thing with hetmeyer can yes. play all three formats yeah, i agree with that Jason obviously mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i i believe i believe mccoy would would be also good with the one day mm-hmm. you know i, I was yeah talking. i agree no i agree with you prime minister i think McCoy, um he's come on very well very clever yes. bowler and we haven't even seen his late out of batting because I've seen it here in Barbados. He can certainly give the ball a club. Um, yeah, he can give the batter. He can give the ball a club. What, what part of uh, St. Vincent is he from, uh, Prime Minister? He's in he's, your he's constituency. From Western, he's from the Western community of Bukaben. Oh, Bukaben. Okay, I see. I, I, I know. I know his family. In fact, I spoke to McCoy in one of the in one of the games between you know in the morning before one of the games. Wonderful. <laughs> and um, and I was. I was watching his two slow balls. Yes. And I, the one which comes out in the back of his hand yes. um, is particularly deceptive. And he bowls them with the same action, same arm action. And he told me he was practicing that ball, to bowl that ball since he was 15 years old. Mm. And he, he laughed and said that he will, when he started it, his mm. friends used to laugh at him because... Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'll drop it by his big toe, and other times he'll pull it over the wicket keeper head. Oh <laughs> and, 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 and I believe that Bravo has helped him, man. Yes, so Bravo's a tremendous influence in the team. Prime Minister, and, um, uh, Prime Minister, j- just hold your thought there because uh, we're going to go to Australia. There's a, a gentleman called Jeff Lemon. What a name to have. Um, he, he joined us. Stay with us, Prime Minister, um, because we want to find out why Australia are doing so poorly. Uh, Jeff, how are you? <laughs> Hello, Andrew. Uh, if you expect me to have all the answers as to why they're going so poorly, then uh, I don't know that I'll be able to provide them. <laughs> well, Prime Minister of St. Vincent, the Honourable Dr. Ralph Gonzalez, we also have my co-host, uh, Dr. Andrew Ford, and Philip Wallace, the former West Indies, hearted and open batsman as part of the panel. So can you tell the Mason and Guest family, and I, and I want you to speak directly to the Prime Minister now, why is Australia playing so poorly? He's listening. He's making notes. Well, it, it's been it, it's been a good uh, few days for hard-hitting West Indies batsmen. I'll tell you that. It, it, it's interesting that there's been so much focus locally here on Australia's batting. That, that the batting has been a problem, basically all down to that collapse in the first match. But uh, the, the bowling hasn't been too crash hot in the second, third matches either. Uh, they got sent around the park for 196 in the second match uh, and they've allowed Chris Gale to get back into form uh, yes. and, and become a threat in the third game. So it, it hasn't exactly been a triumph on either front. Um, the fielding's been pretty poor as well. There've been catches go yes, down. Yes, in Quite Australian-like two of the matches. Yeah, yeah. We don't expect the Australian. Yeah. yeah. They're normally better than that in the field. I, I, I think the easy and obvious answer is that these guys haven't played in a while. And okay. They some of them, some of them, some of them look, 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 some of them look a bit fat too to me. Put on some extra Australian <laughs> weight. I think they're eating all the rotis there and, and um, uh, what, the, the cook up and what have you in the Caribbean and St. Lucia. And when they, and when they pass through St. Vincent, yeah. I'm sure we're going to get some breadfruit. <laughs> <laughs> well, as as I know from visiting your part of the world, Andrew, they've. Food is plentiful and uh, very appealing. So, uh, 
it would be difficult to say no, but perhaps it's a function of this this strange kind of year uh, that Australia's had, where mm. Australia, more than any other team, has basically withdrawn from playing international cricket. Yeah, they've cancelled so many tours. They've officially postponed so many tours rather than cancelling. We don't have anybody coming to Australia to, to tour because it's too difficult because they have to do long quarantines and all of the biosecurity arrangements. Mm -hmm. And so where other teams have gone to great effort to play to get series on, and West Indies is an obvious example, going to the UK at the height of the pandemic last year, and uh, other teams have been putting in every effort they can to play. The Australian board has been pretty happy to pull out of everything except for series against England and India. So as long as we play the series against the other two big cricket economies, then mm -hmm. everybody else can wait. That seems to be the Australian attitude. So I do wonder whether that uh, has come back to bite them in terms of having a, a fairly unprepared group of players. So, so what are they saying back in Australia, though? I mean, what has the, the reaction been like to this poor performance? It, it, it's been quite strong, um, perhaps surprisingly strong, because generally if we were on a, a test tour of West Indies, then most of the games would be on very much in the middle of the night. But these T20 matches are on at 9 o'clock in the morning, right. the perfect time for everybody who, who's supposed to be at work to be watching the cricket instead. So everybody has been watching these games. Mm. Um, there, there has been a lot of attention paid. This is the only overseas tour that Australia is making this year to, mm. to play a bilateral series. So we, we're still not 100% about whether the Bangladesh tour that's supposed to happen after this will go ahead. And aside from that, the only trip they'll make will be the T20 World Cup, presumably in, in October. So mm. there has been a lot of attention on this, especially the the limp way that Australia collapsed in the first game when they easily had that match in hand. And it's easy to say that a few of the top players are out, but every player in this squad is a player who has been championed, who has had a huge amount of support uh, mm -hmm. from people who wanted to see them in the team. Mm. People wanted to see, you know, uh, Josh Phillippe has done remarkable things in domestic T20 cricket. Uh, these inexperienced sort of players have been, uh, people have been waiting to see them play for Australia. So it's not like these are second-rung players. There are some outstanding players in that squad. They're just not putting the performance together. Mm. Yeah, Philo. Uh, Jeff Philo Wallace here. Do you think, Jeff, that, that there's a, a bit of complacency mm -hmm. uh, in this Australian side? Because I know it's a good side, minus the, the, the top players. It's still a very mm. good side. Do you think there's a bit of complacency here in mm. this Australian side, seeing that West Indies were beaten badly against South Africa? Mm -hmm. And they said, look, we, 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 we need to see rule them. Because they've been in St. Lucia now for quite a long time. And, and they, they said that they like the facilities and stuff like that. So why is yeah. these bad performances? Do you think it's complacency? I don't think it's complacency in terms of the makeup of the squad because basically it, that was it was a decision made by the individual players who didn't come rather than one made by the selectors or the board to basically the the decision by mm -hmm. Cricket Australia was to not too strenuously to players not wanting to travel because because things have been so difficult and especially because those players who were in the IPL, it took them a month, just over a month to get home because they had to go and 
wait in the Maldives for a couple of weeks for the Australian borders to open, and then they had to uh, do another two weeks in quarantine once they got back into Australia. And so for them to turn around 10 days later and uh, leave home again and, and fly off overseas again and have to do more quarantines was going to be too hard, basically. So, mm. But that was up to the players who decided that they didn't want to face that. Um, but in terms of coming into this series, there probably is a bit of complacency that, mm-hmm. that they don't necessarily regard West Indies as the most organised and, and powerful opponent. You know, mm-hmm. And there have been times when that isn't the case. But, mm-hmm. but in T20 cricket, I think Australia does particularly respect West Indies in that format more than any other because that is the most dangerous format given the, the sort of power that, that West Indies can bring. Uh, and, and I think we're seeing the range in the bowling as well. We haven't been thinking about West Indies T20 side as a great bowling unit in the last few years, but they're showing the, the variety um, and the intelligence that they have in their T20 bowling. Let, let's go back to Prime Minister Gonzalez. Um, you yeah. heard what Jeff Lemon had to say. Any, any reaction yeah, I, to heard, that? I heard what Jeff has been saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any reaction to anything and, um, he said? I, I think I, I think he's made a lot of sense. Um, the about the preparation and it, it looks as though some of them quite in good nick. I mean, Finch, for instance, at the top yeah, of the order is a yeah. very good player, mm-hmm. and um, he he has not been he has not been in in, in good touch. Though, of course, um, easily he could find his touch. In, in the in the middle of his of this slump and and explode in the next game and and we can see something very different the and I, I i think the bowling i think the bowling has been 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 pretty okay mm-hmm. the, the 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 truth is this it's always difficult against very hard hitting batsmen like those whom we have to have a fifth bowler Mm-hmm. Because the, the the guys, one of the things in T20, as you know, they go and they select the bowler, and they will say, "Well, okay, this one I'm gonna not gonna take any chances. He's going to go for four and over." But this other guy, who's a fifth bowler, we're gonna make sure that he 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 gets ten and over from us, or, or twelve and over, and and beat him, beat the daylights out of of him. So I, I I think that has been that has been a, a weakness in the bowling. But you have you have you have Dark is a very good bowler and, and so is um is Josh is a good both of them. Dark in the last game bowled extremely well. And and um, he has, he has good skills and he has a young time Tasmanian bowler, he's quite fast. He gets up he gets up to some top one forties. So you you I, I think I think you have a, a problem with a, with a fifth bowler. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and um maybe a fourth and a fifth, but but you've got you've got three and probably four pretty mm-hmm. All right. Well Prime Minister, we want to thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. It's um just about a couple of minutes left on the show. I know you're a busy man. Um, but, but just before you go, how how, how you've been handling the ash? I mean, we, um, I mean, and, and there's also local cricket on Radio NBC. 
Uh, we made sure at Vibes Radio that we ensure that all of your wonderful people there hear the cricket is on, um, on your local station. Thanks to Colvin Harry and, and the wonderful team there. How are things going? I mean, you had a, a rough time in the last couple of months in relation to the Ash Prime Minister. Oh, oh, oh the Prime Minister? Oh, the Prime Minister's out. Okay. All right. Well, no know what happened there. All right. Um, Philo, um, in terms of the last couple of minutes, I think we got Conde Riley on the line as well. We got, hello, Conde. How are you? Good evening. Good evening to you. All right. Now, talk to us, Conde. You got some big matches coming up on, um, on next week. Uh, can, you, um, can you tell us uh, the protocols? Well, um, unfortunately, I couldn't attend the meeting today. I spoke to my CEO, Dr. Sopping, and um, he had met with the COVID-19 unit. He doesn't let us go. We'll be having anybody in the, um, in the stadium, in Clinton Oval, sorry. Um, but the cricket will be played. Hello? Yes, cricket will be paid, played, and uh, um, in terms, and, and no, no spectators, we can confirm that, huh? no spectators, right? That is what I'm told. That is what you're told. So when would you know, so, okay, all right. But do you have to be vaccinated in order to uh, go into the ground, or you can go with a PCR test? I think, you, as I said, I didn't go to the meeting because of mm. my sister's passing and so on. And right. Mm -hmm. I got the information from my CEO. Right. Um, right, so they would have met with the COVID unit, mm -hmm. government, security people, and so on. Mm, I see. Um, I think the decision is that there will be no spectators in the stands. Just staff. And the protocols, if you're not fully vaccinated, you have to do um, the tests and so on. All right. Hello? Yes, yes, Conde. All right. Um, and quickly before you go, this is going to be a serious blow in local in terms of local cricket. You were supposed to start on August the seventh. Yeah, but that's that's still um, a few weeks away. Mm -hmm. We'll see how what the domestic situation would be. Mm -hmm. But I was speaking specifically about the right. Australia and Pakistan visit um, mm -hmm. three ODIs and two um, T20s against Pakistan. Mm -hmm. And 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 despite all the challenges, Conde, um, your board is ready. Um, any any effects from Elsa? Was Kensington affected in any way? Yeah, but not not major damage. Uh, you know, a few sheets and so on from the road from Ooh. the road to the center. Okay. He said but Comey is working on that. Mm. So so yeah. so so the damage didn't go into thousands. I'm not sure what it would cost, but I know we, mm. we had uh, a discussion with the Comey chairman, mm -hmm. and um, he's working on the roof. Right. Um, mm. Sheets that blew off, mm -hmm. and the three W's. The work is being done at and the Greenwich and Hames, mm. as well as the media center and mm. the suicide queen. Mm. It, it, so it, there, it, um, a lot of cleaning went on in terms of the heat from the ash and so on. That's been ongoing for a while. Mm. Mm. Is Kensington well maintained, Conde, in your view? Yeah, in large measure. Yeah, but we know we had the volcanic ash. Mm -hmm. We had Elsa. Mm -hmm. So work, work, work is being done, and I will be ready um, to host Australia and Pakistan. Mm -hmm. All right, Conde. Well, thank you very much indeed for um, coming through and talking to us. We're just at the end of the program, but we want to thank you, sure. Conde Riley, 
and enjoy the rest of your evening. All right, well, we're going to spend the final minutes with the Prime Minister, um, uh, the Honourable Dr. Ralph Gonzalez. We've got Jeff Lemon as well. We've got uh, Dr. Andrew Ford and, of course, Philo Wallace. Um, doctor, any questions for the Prime Minister or Jeff Lemon? Doc? Oh, well, I, I, do, I do have a question for, for Jeff. Uh, Jeff, how, how do you uh, comment on how Zampa and Stark have gone? I think mm. those two have been my biggest concern watching the, the three matches thus far. Mm. Hello, Doctor, and uh, yep, nice to be hanging out with you and, and the PM. It's a very esteemed panel this evening. Um, yeah, Mitchell Stark's been interesting, hasn't he? Um, hasn't been at his absolute full pace but in over the first couple of games and got smashed around. Um, had I think his two most expensive T20 innings where he's bowled the full four overs. Um, and then in game three, he started to get it right. Um, but part of that was down to the battle with Chris Gale. So I found that particularly interesting. I, I think that in the 2019 World Cup match between West Indies and Australia, Chris Gale looked all at sea against Mitchell Stark, who was bowling as fast as he ever has. Um, and, and Gale didn't seem like he could even pick up the ball properly. And so he was very cautious against Stark in that third C20. He was happy to block out overs from Mitchell Stark and then look to score elsewhere, which he was able to do very quickly. So that helped Stark return really good figures, one for 17 off his four overs. But that was partly purely because Gale was not willing to attack Mitchell Stark, whereas other players might have done. So but I think for Stark, it's it's so often about rhythm for him. He's, he's, a, he's a rhythm player, and often the more he plays, the better. It's been this interesting sort of these decisions he's made where he, he hasn't played IPL for a number of years because he's wanted to he, he's he's viewed it as a way to help extend his career for Australia. But in other ways, you think that maybe players who, particularly bowlers in T20, need to be bowling often. They need to be playing a lot of matches in order to have that rhythm to know exactly what they want to be doing every delivery and, and to be able to achieve it. Playing less has, has worked against him in this way. But I think it just takes a bit of time for him. Um, and Zamp has been a bit patchy. He's, he's been a bit patchy all over the place. Um, in the field, he's had quite a few mistakes, um, hasn't has had a couple of chances with the bat as well and hasn't looked confident doing that either. So uh, I'm not too sure about Zampa at the moment. He's at his best, he's a, he's a wonderful T20 bowler because he, he bowls a very defensive length and, and he's hard to get away. But when Gale is in a mood and decides to send you over the fence whenever he wants, then it's pretty hard to, to have a comeback to that as, as many bowlers have found. Uh, Wade's been around for so long, but but mm. Terry was interested in the 50 over World Cup, even though this is a different format. Uh, it's interesting to see he's only had one game and and hasn't played a, a big part on the tour thus far. Yeah, it's an interesting one. So uh, domestically, Terry has spent a lot of time opening <laughs> the batting for the Adelaide Strikers, and and that tends to be a problem for quite a few national T20 teams that. The best players sat at the top of the order in their domestic teams, in their franchise teams. And so once all of those players are picked in a national squad, they don't necessarily have specialised roles. They don't have players who've been playing really well at number five, say, to bat at number five. They have a whole stack of openers 
who then have to be put into all of the other positions. Um, Wade has been a very frustrating player because he's looked the best of everybody at the top of the order. He's been striking it so cleanly, but he tends to make a brilliant fast 30 or so and then get out most of the time that he mm-hmm. plays for Australia. Mm-hmm. So I, I think with Wade, maybe it's a matter of mm-hmm. keeping the faith for a little bit longer mm-hmm. that he will start to um, turn those in timing at the best of anybody in the side, and yet he's still one of the first wickets to fall. Mm-hmm. Um, Carey's a different sort of player. He's less, he's less power. Uh, he's less all-out aggression, but he's he's more about cleverness and mm-hmm. working the field. And particularly, you saw the way that he got off the mark with a reverse sweep for four. He plays that shot routinely and really well against spin all around the world. Um, so mm-hmm. he's a, he's more of a problem solver if mm-hmm. you have a situation that needs solving. Mm-hmm. Well, just before we go, let's let's yeah, finish let, let's finish with the prime minister. Prime minister, well, we we we've done well against the the, the yes. Australians, but uh, your your key word here is caution. Yes, I I just want to make one one point, um, Andrew, because I know you're coming to an end. Right. I think the most important thing for the West Indies team. Mm-hmm. Between now and uh, October, mm-hmm. the players have to get into their heads that they're playing for the West Indies right. and they're not playing for clubs in the ITS. Right. And therefore, the requisites of playing for the West Indies are very different. This, this, is, this is something which is larger than playing for... Um, uh, you know, RBC in, in Australia, or, I mean, in India, or any of the, the, the teams that you play there, uh, you know, playing for the West Indies, and that has to get into their heads, because sometimes I, I form the impression that they haven't quite gotten into their heads. They have so custom playing the, the professional cricket, IPL, Big Bash, etc., etc., that they, they don't get it it's not a noise in their blood and it's not an echo in their bones. Mm-hmm. And you have to get, you have to have that. And that's where Di- um, that's where Darren Sammy was very good. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the, that's the that's the point I'd like to make. Right. In a, in a final sense on this. Right. Well, well, well. Just before you go, we still got another minute or two left, uh, Prime Minister. Um, how are things going with you? And, and, and you know, we here at Mason and Guests, as I said. Um, NBC Radio is certainly carrying the cricket. We've had Dr. Shallow um, on the show. Uh, how are things going with you now? We know you've had some serious challenges in relation to the asphalt. Yes, um, we, we're holding it together. As you know, I'm not a man of lamentations, neither the people of St. Vincent and the Grenadines. We're very resilient, and uh, mm-hmm. circumstances are very challenging, but I don't define it as a crisis. Um, a crisis is a condition in, in which the principals are innocent of the extent of the condition and have no credible set of ideas as to the way forward. Well, we know what is the extent of the condition, and we have credible ideas as to how we move forward. It's a question of us doing this thing together mm-hmm. in, in social solidarity, national solidarity. Of course, that's always difficult in small islands with competitive politics sharply competitive politics, but um, we're we are holding it together and, and we're moving forward. So I'm quite optimistic um, about we recovering stronger. 
and final words, final words. What do you have to say to the West Indies team? They, they lost against South Africa. Good victory against the Australians. They're what? Uh, two T20s left in St. Lucia. Then they traveled to Barbados for three ODIs. And then, of course, we're going to have the Pakistanis come in for two test matches and a couple of ODIs. What do you have to say to the West Indies as they prepare for the World Cup? They, 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 they have the talent to win the, the World Cup. Mm-hmm. They have to think of themselves as a West Indian team and just be focused and disciplined in their work. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, Prime Minister, a minus you. A minus you. Prime Minister, we want to thank you very much indeed. Always good to hear from you, the five-star general. Uh, Dr. Thank you. F- Dr. Forrest said he's coming to, to St. Vincent to meet you in, in, in South Rivers. Ah, I will, I will welcome him as a conquering hero. <laughs> I like that. Prime Minister, always a pleasure to All talk to you. All the best. Enjoy the rest of your evening, sir. Thank oh, you very much. All, all the right. Best to you. Well, Jeff, you were in the company of a Prime Minister. Have you ever met the Prime Minister of Australia, Jeff? <laughs> uh, I have met a, a couple of former Prime Ministers of Australia, but not, not the current one. Um, but I, I won't be going out of my way to do that. Is he doing well, the former, the, the, the current Prime Minister? Is he doing okay? <laughs> Is he doing okay? I, I think that's a very debatable, very debatable contention. <laughs> right. how well, he's doing. well, okay. Well, Jeff, we want to thank you for coming through. It's a pity that you're not in Barbados because if you were in Barbados, we'd have been taking you to that famous chicken place that they always used to take you there and have lots of good old Bajan chicken. <laughs> you remember those days, don't you, Jeff? <laughs> I have very good memories of that. All right. Lovely to be with you. Okay. Thanks very much indeed, Jeff Lemon, of course, the noted Australian uh, commentator. Thanks to Dr. Ford. Philo Wallace has long gone to bed. We heard from Richard Prof Edwards. Uh, very good to hear from him. Cameron Coffey, always a good combination when the Vincentians get together. He was with his Prime Minister. And of course, we heard from Conde Riley. Ambassador Courtney Andrew Waltz was with us. And, of course, we also heard from Wayne Lewis, the secretary of WIPA. What a combination on Mason and Guest. I'm Andrew Mason. He's open for a bird. You are listening to The Cricket Show. Join us each Saturday morning from 9 until 12 noon to hear the Saturday morning entertainment episode. And on Sundays from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to be a part of The Cricket Show. To join the show, call one five one five six zero five nine eight five zero.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.